Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody. Happy Friday. (laughs) It's Chris Birch here. And I'm Anson Tebow. And we are looking at Hannah and Samuel. So this is who we are going to be talking about on Sunday. So let's get a little bit of a background so we can go into Sunday with a little more knowledge. But uh, you'll find Hannah and Samuel right after the book of Ruth in First and Second Samuel. So Anson, what do you have for us? Yeah, Hannah is a really, really encouraging person in, in Scripture. Um, she doesn't have a major role. Uh, in this book, but yet what you see is her devotion to the Lord first and foremost, and her devotion to prayer, which we talked about on Wednesday. Yes, and she has a great—I don't know—great prayer life. We kind of really only see one specific prayer um, that gets answered, but just how she goes about it. We kind of talked about like what's the difference between praying like expectantly and also. Pr- um, maybe bargaining yeah. and what's the difference there. And even more powerfully is she prays that prayer and then right afterwards in chapter 2 she prays this prayer that is just praising and exalting the yeah. Lord that that is is repeated in the New Testament as well. It's a it's an incredibly moving moving prayer, but Hannah is is this woman who who trusts the Lord. She's one of two wives of Elkanah, uh, the other being Penina, um, and Penina was able to have kids with Elkanah and Hannah was not able to have kids with Elkanah and she really 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 wanted kids and her husband Eli loved her and cared for her um, and Penina but Penina was somewhat of a jerk like Penina made sure to rub it in that like hey I was able to have kids I have kids and you don't that's a jerk move like so mean man so mean and so she would rub it in and and it doesn't say that Hannah retaliated. It doesn't say anything other than that she was just broken by not able, not being able to have have kids. So then, like we talked about on Wednesday, she prays and cries out to the Lord, asking for a son, promising that if if the Lord gives her a son, that that she will give him over to to the Lord, that she, he will be a Nazarite for for the Lord, some similar to Samson, who we talked about two weeks ago. So she prays in the temple, and and we talk about this on Wednesday too. But she prays so fervently and so passionately that the the high priest Eli comes and and literally mistakes her for like being being drunk, being um, so overtaken by by the spirit, by this dedication to praying for the Lord that that she expectantly prays for a son, and and then asks Eli, just being like, hey. With this happen, and Eli literally tells her and is like, "Hey, your prayer will be answered." Like the Lord speaks through Eli to Hannah, "Your prayer will be answered." She leaves uplifted, praising the Lord. And then this brings us to Samuel, who First and Second Samuel books named after him, and he's the last judge. So we just went through the book of Judges and Ruth, who Ruth happens during the time of the judges, and Samuel happens right after. So he's the last judge, and an a very important person within within scripture. 
so he begins his time. So Hannah raises him until the time where he's she's able to like wean him off. So she hands him off probably between the ages of three and five. So she was able to have him for the like cute stage of life, which I think is pretty pretty cool for a mom. Um, but she hands him off to Eli, who who already has two kids working in the tabernacle with him, and those are Phineas and Hophni, which. If you look at the and, and read the story, Phineas and Hophni were pretty terrible. They were immoral, not good priests. They would steal things. It just was, wasn't was a good situation. But we see Samuel, who as he's being raised, as he's being lifted up, he he seeks the Lord, and he pursues the Lord, and he is a, has a heart after the Lord. And a little bit into his life, a, a young Samuel hears the voice in the middle of the night. And he hears it three times. And the first three times, he runs to Eli saying, Eli, Eli, I'm here. Where's, like, what What do you have for me? And then Eli, after a little while, realizes that it is actually the Lord calling out to Samuel, saying, and and so he sends Samuel back. And and then Samuel responds to the Lord and and says, I here I am. I am listening. And the Lord gives him a tough message that he then has to go and relay to Eli the next day talking about how how Eli's line won't continue and and that there's just some some toughness like it was not an easy message first prophetic message that Samuel was going to give was one that would be pretty devastating so then Samuel grows up he he leads the Israelites out of the rule of the Philistines he appoints his two sons as judges and they turned out to be corrupt as well um so not a very good situation for the line of, of judges or priests um, in, in this situation. And because of the people knowing that Samuel's kids wouldn't be good leaders and because of their desire to sort of be like the other nations around them, they begged Samuel for a king, like begged them for a king. And for the longest time, Israel was so set because God was their king that they didn't need a king because God was their leader. God was their king, and God appointed people to help lead and help guide, like Samuel, like the judges, but yet God was their king. But these people, they see all these other nations with kings, and they see that the line of priests is not going to be that that great, so then they start begging Samuel for a king. And Samuel's torn because he's like, I don't want to give them a king because this isn't what we do. This isn't how God has designed us to run because he's our leader. Right. He's our he, king. he wants Israel to be different and look different because they are different oh. because their God is different than their fake Absolutely. gods. Absolutely. It's, it's one of the things that God had distinguished that set them apart. Yeah. And yet the, the nation just wants to be with the other people. Right. It wants to, to intermingle, wants to look like. And so Samuel's like pleading with the Lord, talking to the Lord about this. And I think it's really interesting. He goes to the Lord and is like, they want a king. I don't know why. What, like, what do I do? And, and God literally goes, give them a king, for they have not rejected you, but they've rejected me. Like it takes all of the onus off yeah. Samuel. He's like, all right, here you go. Yeah, I know. Like, this is going to turn out bad for you. It's, but such, a, it's such a badass move. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so like there's this, just, all right, here you go. So yep. he raises up and anoints Saul as king to begin to lead Israel. And so Saul went on to become a disobedient king, not following the Lord, similar to what we would expect from a king because the king starts to fill up with, with boastfulness and, and, and pride and, and all of these things. And Saul was ahead above them all. He was tall. He was, he was big. And, and the biggest the biggest 
a proponent, an enemy, or whatever, or attacking thing in Saul's life was the fact that there was this little guy, David, who was anointing king because Saul sucked. Right. That they, David was sort of this thing, and he tries to kill David multiple times. David has the opportunity to kill him multiple but times, but he doesn't because he, he's a good dude. This which is then, in the cave. Which then we, in the cave, yep. And then we also learn that he goes down into Samuel's camp, or Saul's camp, yeah. and takes the this glass of water and this uh, and his spear and leaves and yep. then like later in the day is like this is your stuff took it could have yeah. killed you yeah so like we see that david's a good dude but then we learn how david's a bad dude in first and second samuel like it's yeah. a whole it's a whole story we'll get into david in a couple weeks um but samuel anoints david as as king and, and but samuel dies before david is ever made king but Samuel's impact was felt so powerfully and so movingly because of his seeking after mm-hmm. the Lord and because he saw God as king, because he pursued God as king, he wanted the best for the nation of Israel and he wanted the best for God's kingdom. So it's a really unique story of Samuel pursuing the Lord and leading Israel with a heart after God, whereas the hearts of Israel were not. Yeah, that's awesome. Samuel, if you had a little Facebook, where do you think it would be? Yeah, I kick, mean, he, kick-ass mom that can pray. <laughs> no, <laughs> he he is like Samuel means God has heard. I, I mean, talk about a powerful name. That's a great name. That's a yeah. great Christ, name. Christopher means Christ bearer, and I'm like, oh, that I always thought that was like, oh, like that's a good one. Anson you means know? son of Anne. Oh, okay. Has nothing. Yeah, it means nothing. you were also named after a hockey player, weren't you? I was named after a hockey player. Anson I think Carter. Anson Carter for the Bruins. Yeah, my my mom was pregnant with my with me, and my dad was watching the Bruins game. I was like, yo, what about Anson? That's amazing. But Samuel, God has heard. He was a prophet. He anoints the first two kings. He's the last judge. He calls on God, and God answers. He he's deep in prayer, knows how to pray, prays all the time, and even in and among the the swaying the the leaving of israel from god and them wanting to go and pluck from all these different things we see how samuel his allegiance was to god first and god only that he he pursued god and in everything he sought god and he was not perfect he made mistakes and Mm -hmm. he didn't do things perfectly yet he was still a man who seek sought after god first that is awesome so that is hannah and samuel we hope you join us on Sunday to hear more from the pastors. And uh, again, Anson, thank you as always for doing all the research and uh, just uh, doing the With God journey with us. See ya. See ya. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.